Andre climbed up through two sets of branches, with Kalume now following, and peered up. It was a tall tree, cavernous, the darkness within it almost impenetrable, a tangled mass of fig vines, epiphytes, and moss around most of its branches, an ecosystem within an ecosystem. Still, Andre couldn't make out anything clearly above. Brief flashes of dull, indistinct shapes darting rapidly, the increasingly wild flurrying of branches and pencil-thin shards of sunlight bursting intermittently through fleeting gaps. And the shrieking of the monkeys now filled the air, drowned out everything else. Five or six, David had said, but it sounded like a dozen or more. Andre knew that two or three of Kalume's helpers would be near the top of the tree by the nets. With the three of them now moving up, the mangabays would be trapped in between. They grappled their way steadily up the branches, and as André looked up, he thought he caught a silvery glint in the last few inches of the tail of a monkey above. Then it was gone as it darted through the higher branches. It might easily have been just a reflection from some sunlight filtering through. The small silver tail marking was all that differentiated it from the grey mangabay. That, and the elusive R. Jean which had brought Andre and David 3,000 miles to track it down. They needed to get closer to make sure. Andre was sweating heavily from the exertion and stifling heat as they clambered their way up, his attention alternating between his hand and footholds and the activity above. He didn't notice the snake at his side until almost a third of it had appeared from around the thick branch he was on. It had been nestled between some fig vine and the branch. Obviously, his movement had disturbed it. André froze, not daring to move, watching transfixed as it slithered out only inches from his waist. Red with green diamond patches. It appeared to be around four feet long, its tongue gently probing the air as it moved. Then, as it sensed him, it coiled back, ready to strike. André held his breath tried to control his trembling by gripping tighter to the branch. Andre's eyes were bleary and stinging with the sweat running into them, and he watched as two droplets slowly fell from his forehead onto the branch. Don't move! Kalume's voice came sharply, redundantly from below. Then, as Kalume angled himself for a better look, No, no, it's okay. I think it's only a gutter snake. Think? Andre kept his breath held as he watched the snake slither over the back of one calf and ankle, and then, seeming like a lifetime, slowly away. It wasn't until it was a full yard away and slithering onto another branch that he finally breathed out. It's okay. It's gone now, Galume said. But Andre stayed transfixed, clinging to the branch. Something else suddenly assaulting his senses as he watched the snakes slither away. How high up they were! He watched as a sweat droplet cleared the branch and sailed downward, the yawning chasm of the forty-foot drop hitting his synapses. He felt suddenly dizzy, unsteady, as if he might fall despite his tight grip on the branch. Voices now from above, the screeching of the monkeys even more frantic, deafening. Andre clung tight closing his eyes, trying to shut out all the noise and activity and the drop below, as he felt everything start to sway and spin around him, as if the whole tree was suddenly tilting.
Look! They've got one! Kalume called out excitedly. You can see it clearly now! See! The silver marking! But still Andre clung on, afraid to move. Three thousand miles to try and save mankind. And now he couldn't lift his head a few inches to see if the prize was within his grasp or not. Look! They're holding one now, for you to look at! Kalume called out louder, perplexed that Andre hadn't looked up, or perhaps thinking that he hadn't heard the first time above the cacophony of shrieking from the monkeys. Andre was unable to move. He opened his eyes for a second, but the ground appeared to sway and tilt sickeningly below him. He closed them again quickly. He was trembling hard, his sweat feeling suddenly cold against his skin. And still everything seemed to sway and spin around him in his self-imposed darkness. Oh.